0: Is, uh, what's useful to, to, um, to take with you and to have in your pocket is the map and tools. And the tools are, say, mindfulness, investigation, loving-kindness. They're tools of intention. You know, you deliberately turn your, your mind in a particular way be mindful to bear something in mind in just a steady on-looking way mm. uh, investigate you inquire what's the meaning of this how's this really getting to me what's what's the real living bit of this this thing in this kind of mix i'm feeling you know where, where's the real core of this you know. um where's the stress in this where's the clinging in this where's the passion in this where's the fear in this you know where's the the bit that's really you know the heart of the matter and we sort of sieve through our topics of our thoughts and concerns to come down to things like radical doubt (laughs) what am I supposed to be doing anyway Uh, fear insecurity uh, wanting passion so forth okay now you've got something in in there you know and then we begin to investigate that and work with that. These are tools, mm-hmm. and how you work with it again depends on what, what uh, needs to be, what needs to be done, sometimes it's just revealing um, the real core of the problem why the Buddha taught. This teaching of dukkha, unappealing as it is, is that this is actually the pea underneath the mattress. The many mattresses of our thoughts and feelings. You know, if you get to this one, and uh, you know, unravel that, then a lot of the other stuff just falls away, or it becomes obvious what to do. Uh, from a kind of clear, compassionate place, nature of our intention when it's not twisted and confused is clear and compassionate. Uh, that's what it means to be a human being mm. we, are, we have natural quality of empathy you know. mm. Mm. we receive impressions we respond to it that, that self you know, if the response, if the messages are clear and the responses are clear we're always going to be working in terms of where is there going to be well-being in this particular situation Just the more you understand it, the more you realise that anything else just feels bad for yourself immediately, and for others. Long-term consequences you can never really know, but you just know this is just, you know, shabby, bitter, you know, unsteady, uh, disagreeable, and uh, I can be bigger than this. So you get this sense of. of Applying tools. It also helps to get a sense of a map of the mind, or map map of experience as we sit in meditation. There's a whole layer upon layer of uh, of experience that comes in, as we might say, the immediate sense contact, visual, tactile, etc. And uh, in this case, the thoughts are also an aspect of sense contact. So, a contact of the of the mentality organ, the organ of the mind so just as the eye produces visual images thinking mind produces concepts okay. so this, be this pitter patter of rain on the roof you know, sights, sounds, touches you get that kind of cascade but in meditation you can begin to kind of quieten some of that down, limit it See through it, see, this is just some of the stuff is just pretty random, you know, higgledy piggledy tape recordings, old songs, vague memories, ditties, shopping lists, uh, (laughs) diary notes (laughs) just tumbling in. (laughs) Uh, And then beneath that, as as you investigate that, you see, actually, what's the, what's the, what's, you know, and the next layer, we might say, a layer of of affect, uh, feeling, feeling, agitated, feeling, um, well, this is, well, basically with pleasant or painful feeling. Yeah. feeling. So you get that sense, and and a particular meaning, which could be feeling oppressed. That's a meaning. It's not. You're feeling oppressed, feeling heavy feeling pushed feeling agitated so this is the level of, of mental perception the way we get a, a whole whole sense out of this random input you know, the momentary inputs and yet there's a, there's a sum total which is the perception aggregate which means what it means for your Life is free and open, life is bright. Today's a good day. Or, wow, it's really heavy in here. Or there's so much to do. Or there's nothing to do. So these are the kind of meanings we can have. And in then out of that meaning we, we, we sense ourselves as being, uh, you know, positive, negative, depressed, uh, what we feel connected to, you get this kind of whole level of experience that's happening. This is where the weight starts to come in. You know? This is where the real identity starts to happen out of the sum total of all these bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. <coughs> So, we get also a, a felt meaning of, of ourselves, we get a perception of ourselves what kind of a person I am. Yeah. Sort of Dog eared, well meaning, didn't quite make it, you know. yeah. leader, laggard, whatever it is, you know, you get this, this adds to the weight, doesn't it? this is also pretty much uh, unreliable Though this is often what we're basing our lives upon this unreliable perception, probably nobody perceives you the way that you do you know, you know different impressions Some of these felt meanings are from the past, things that we've been told and told and told we are so often that we've actually started to believe it. Uh, felt we are, uh, through body language through social circumstances and so forth. Mm. And then we imagine, and the felt meanings also mean certain things we imagine, you know, the bright, the clear, the free, the wonderful, the value, the uh, uh, connected, the purposeful, the so forth, that life should be. Mm. So of this is how we, we're steering from one set of felt meanings of what we are to another sense of felt meanings of what we should or could be. <laughs> it's not very reliable because both of these are, where do they come from? Mm-hmm. So, actually the, the Buddha moralists sidestepped this. So this actually isn't, isn't you don't need to concern yourself with this, too much except to know it's changing and to know what's a useful one. It's useful to conceive of yourself as a spiritual warrior. Fine, good, well do that. That's that's useful. You'd be able to gather some good momentum with that, be able to some good you know, if you can get good intentions going with that. Spiritual warrior fine. Healer, fine, um, you know uh, drop out, whatever whatever it's you know, whatever you <laughs> want to call it. Ordinary Joe, that's fine. But you want to, you know, so, so these these are all just purely uh, tokens. Images, Buddha, uh, concepts such as awakening. These are, can carry huge amounts of poignant uh, material in them. Uh, they're they're kind of unreliable. Except they're useful to gather your intention, to really get your intention going. To stop, to weed out intentions that just drag you down and go nowhere useful and start to bring up intentions that go somewhere skillful and the skillful ones are ones that stimulate these uh, factors such as mindfulness uh, investigation concentration, loving kindness mm. so you want to keep us remembering yourself recollecting yourself in that particular light the same right at being in the retreat, recalling admirable qualities, admirable uh, admirable teachers, admirable sages, things that you can respect and you feel something and you connect to so that. Oh, that's, 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 you feel lifted by that. That's what you want to re- recollect yourself as being and being part of. It's a uh, partial truth. In some way, you could say, well, we're also just meat and bones and we're all going to die or we're just, um, you know, socialized phenomena. Well, there's nobody here anyway. Yeah. But these, these, you don't really get much going with that kind of perception. <laughs> you know, there's nobody here, so... Um. <laughs> no, well, you've still got intentionality as a fact of life. It's got to do something. You know, there may be nothing to do, but you've got to you got to do something because this is what the mind has got this quality of intention. And so, you think, well, look, just pick that up and put it. This is the next layer, layer of intention, which is the most important, and you you gather the perceptions, the meanings, the values, the images, the ideals, and so forth. That will bring up the most reliable. The feelings that, that the intentions, the motivations, the actions that you really want to stand with, that actually you feel strong with, you feel warm with, you feel you know um, this is this is bringing up uh, the fullness. There's nothing, no need for doubt in this. Mm. It clears away doubt. It clears away the hindrances: doubt, negativity, greed. Restlessness, agitation. So you know, hey, this is bright, and what you can do with that, you don't know exactly. Sure. But that's what, you, that's what you've got. That's, that's your. That's your gift, and how you play that, is a matter of courage, mystery, guesswork, trial and error. But it's where you shoot that arrow. You just you know you've got the arrow, you know you've got the bow, and you know you can shoot it. And where it lands, you're not quite certain, because it depends on where you are, depends on what opportunities there are. If you keep that clear and strong, and you don't give up on it, then you just know that you live without regrets. You do the best that you can, and uh, your mind is bright. This is good karma. Cal- basically, it's good karma. This is the most important. Bit to get uh, of our experience. Sometimes it's snowed under the sense input. We don't really know what our intentions are because we're kind of bemused and dazzled and ricocheting around. Sometimes it gets snowed under the images we have about ourselves: this, that, where I should be, where I could be, where I ought to do this, that, or the other. You know, you know. Uh, so in that we don't necessarily really get a feeling for gathering our intention which is much more than just a thought, it's a whole uh... harnessing of the will Mm. will doesn't have to be willful it's motivation it's courage it's generosity it's letting go it's relinquishment Mm. Sharing all of those are definite inclinations you know, an inclination to even to abandon and relinquish is an inclination to let go is an inclination you know, which you, you want to cultivate as one of the possibilities of the way that you can respond to situations. when is the you know, the letting go of one's wishes or attachments or doubts hungers, the picking up of the courage, faith, mindfulness, and so forth. This is really the area that you want to get most in touch with in your ongoing life, because this is the one you can actually rely upon. This is going to take you to the good places, bad places, it's also going to take you to liberation. So as we come through our experience, you know, you get to the thoughts, the impressions, the physical sensations, the energies. What's the overall? Fi- what's the feeling? What's the meaning? What's the feeling of this? Feeling is a jangled. Then okay, now you've got that particular feeling. Now once you get to that, whether you name it or just sense it, and you just come directly to that, then What's needed here? Steady. That's what's needed. Or well, we come to the whole lot of them, we feel kind of, uh, well, maybe I should be this, and maybe I should, well, I ought to, perhaps I could do this. What's this? Uh, um, doubt, doubtful, uncertain. What's, necessary? what's needed with that? We find something steady, you yeah. know. Or it could be uh, uh, negative, you know, irritable, irritated with myself, disappointed with myself, disappointed with other people, fed up, cynical, bitter about the world and other people, and so forth. What's what's needed with this it's kind of sourness of the heart? I think we should, what's needed with this we need something like some joyfulness, some playfulness, some kindness on this level. Mm-hmm. So you, you see, actually, your, your, funda- your first level intention is just to, to clarify, to, to clear away these negative influences, to actually understand what's getting you right now, whether that's for your benefit or not. And then your f- first quality is to say, well, don't start reacting and acting upon these particular views, impulses, uh, mood swings. You know, check it out. Check it out. What's the meaning of this? You know, that's That must be your first intention, is to find out where you are <laughs> before you start finding out what you're going to do. And it's a simple bit, but it's the bit that we often leapfrog over. I'm so busy trying to figure out what to do that I don't even know where I am right now. You know? It's very, very common for the, for the mind. Because the mind is so much geared up to do it, do it, do it, you know, don't just sit there, do it, Uh, and yeah, there's things to be done, but come from the right place, first of all, know where you are, this is what the body is for, tells you where you are, come into that, not here, Here. I'm here, and once your, the mind has got that, then it's got a stable foundation, and then you can start to, to s- s- see things sieve through this is not necessarily a lengthy process have you noticed you know You travel, you go airports, trains. You travel around. Yeah. Well, where are we? Yeah. Somebody's sitting in the train, mobile out, yeah. talking to somebody in Ipswich or Norwich or quite a mile or somewhere. Okay. Where, where are you? Yeah. Newspapers out reading about, you know. Chelsea and beating Benfica or somebody, but yeah. But where are you? <laughs> Talking about what happened yesterday and what they're planning for the next year, but, but where where are you? Where are you right now? You know, it's it's like it, it doesn't seem very important. Cause where you are moves. Mm it's both the sense of it is a stable centre I'm always here I've got a a needle if you like pointing on that particular place on the map but it moves around so being where you are is not a matter of just suspended animation (laughs) it's just not leapfrogging into the next possibly the next moment and what comes at us so often in our life tends to make us jump into these leapfrogs, leapfrogging reflexes. So there's a kind of low-grade panic that informs a lot of uh, daily life. The quality of truth in, in uh, the Buddha's explanation is not truth as some platonic uh, ultimate reality, but truth about actually being real, actually verifiable, actual reality check. Yeah. It's acu- well, like accuracy, <coughs> absolute honesty rather than ultimate truth. You, you, you hear the words, you, you get the message, you see the, whatever's coming at you. Really what happens, that's what you want to know. So you find out where how you're being affected, how that's touching you. And then what's uh, the, uh, sometimes the knee-jerk responses that come up, and then where does your, your best intention come from? comes from where you're most clear, most full, most grounded, most settled, most complete. As you all recognize, human life is very busy, human beings are very busy how much of it is actually could you remember or want to remember how much it is purposeful how much of it is just kind of ricoch- ricochet not because we're you know deliberately you know evil or stupid or whatever but just because we're not actually centered you know and you get centered you can recognize quite a lot of it you just think it's not worth picking up actually that's just triggering off me as victim again that's triggering off me as got to do it again and you begin to acknowledge some of these patterns which are the patterns of confused intention I was at uh, teaching a little while ago and uh, I was talking to a woman who was mid-70s, you know, and uh, she said, oh, you know, I'm really tired out, really busy all the time, just so busy, tired out, you know, and I said, well, you know, you're 76, it's time to just, you know... Put a few things down. I mean, I'm too busy to put things down. so said, what, "What happens when you die?" Well, you know, well, I've got to get everything done before then. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really tired out and exhausted. so I said, "Well, you know, could you just sort of, you know, just have a, have a ten minutes of doing nothing?" He so said, "I'd really like to do that." I really have to, but I'm just too busy because <laughs> you know, and this sense in which everything depends upon me is the, is the perception. Everything depends upon me. So whenever something comes up, she's the one who does it. Everything happens. She's the one who, who immediately gets the reflex to go and sort that out. You know, it's certainly helpful as if nobody else will do anything. And then after a while she's starting to feel resentful because nobody else ever does anything. And other people are thinking, she's on a real power trip, she wants to take over everything. <laughs> you know, what's what's happening? Is it? You, know, you, you you hear, you see and a perception comes up with it, it's a coded, a perception of your, your life pattern you may be the one who feels oh I'll do that there's a good, good something good in there you're, you're sensitive, you're responsive you're compassionate, whatever and yet after a while you're starting to feel like I'm always doing this I'm just tired out, nobody ever does anything you wonder why because you get in the way <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. well, the other sense is uh, that, you know we feel ourselves always be the victim in our lives yeah. person who's had the hard deal or well, the person who's never going to make it you've know, you got this, this perception whatever it is you'll try but you know what you make it actually so these are these are sankharas these are when you get these values and perceptions start to bring up these um, patterns of intention where your intentionality is either frantic uh, forceful driven or despondent despairing and you live out that time and time again It's as Phenomena arise as situations happen. You know, after you looked after the kids, you've got to look after the grandchildren. After the grandchildren, the great grandchildren. After you're dead, you're going to look after the great great grandchildren. <laughs> 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 and so it goes, you know. And how how we can, these kind of um, patterns can happen. And you, after a while, you know, you've been around for a while, you start to. This is something eerie about this I'm living the same narrative again and again and again you know, sometimes these narratives take a while to develop you realise you've just got yourself to another situation where you are the person who's carrying all the weight you're the only one who can do it and that happened five years ago and that happened in your job and that happened in your relationship that happened in your previous job And so, because it's familiar, you start to get the sense of this is what I am, because as the pattern repeats itself over and over again, that becomes the thing that gives you the sense of familiarity. Yeah, that's me again. That's what I am. That's what my life is about. That's who I am. You get familiar with with neurosis till it becomes your home base. You get comfortable with neur- neurosis, because <laughs> at least you know where you are with that. We've got all the strategies. I know how to do I know how to do myself perfectly. I've been doing it for years. It's my, my favorite act, you know <laughs> to do being me <laughs> And then I enlist the whole cast of thousands to, su- to support me in that particular role as being he never helps out he's not appreciative (laughs) I can rely on him to certain extent these kind of things get acted out he's better than me and uh, you know then then even even when the kind of ideas are good ones and some of the uh, intentions have definitely got goodness in them somehow there's a there's a a sense of of trap In that, so there's a level of intention, but the most important intention is to understand your intentions, not just understand analytically like this is, uh, you know, generous or kind or sharing. Which which are the ones that really keep creating me? Which are the ones that are coming out of the compulsion category, out of that immediate kind of knee-jerk compulsion? What? Which are the ones that keep, you know? So you just start to scrutinize intention, which is skillful ones, unskillful ones, and which are the ones that are kind of rerunning narratives of yourself. And this is the this kind of quality of intention to examine, to investigate, is the intention that leads to liberation. So this is what you I rec- encourage and advise you to, you know, to home in on in, in your life as a kind of piece that you can scrutinize. Beneath the thoughts, which are just servants of intention, sometimes they're just bit players, who so happen to be on stage at the time, just rambling through, not really of any particular significance at all. Um, sometimes they are just servants of intentions the actors on the stage feelings uh, pleasant feelings, painful feelings this is the you know, these are the the colouring the the tonal colouring the dramas and as we all recognise they don't always take you to a good place things that feel pleasant can take you to some pretty nasty places what addiction is about? Mm. Things that feel unpleasant could be good for you. You know, a bit of physical exercise, doing some work, working out. You know, training yourself. Sometimes it's a struggle, but you realise, you know, yeah, it doesn't feel so good right now, but in the long run, it's going to strengthen me. Mm. So you can't just rely, you can't ignore feeling, but also just to sense the most important thing. Beneath this scenery and landscape and staging is the quality of of the intent. How do you know that? You know that through examination, through inquiry. And you begin to sense what the body senses around us. When the mind is embodied, then that very fact alone, that very fact of the mind now being present and embodied, means quite a lot of random stuff just immediately drops away. And you get a sense of whether you feel solid, whether you feel, you know, agitated, whether you feel joyful. You you get fundamental, simple tonal messages that give you an indication of what kind of energy is running through you right now. This is really important to get that sense. Because the thinking mind is just, (laughs) you know, on its own if it hasn't got this guidance it's a monkey and it will do just about anything and don'tly justify it sometimes you can even <laughs> acknowledge certain patterns of particular qualities of intention patterning of intention affects different parts of your body you get this kind of surge in your shoulders you get tensed up you know? you're know, getting this tightness around your throat you know you feel the weight on your back. So you can sometimes you can actually <coughs> discern particular qualities of intention affecting your body. The idea generally is, particularly as you meditate, when you've got some bit more time to start to develop a whole body sense which is balanced and even. Then you've got something as a, as a workable template, and you can get a, a very immediate resonance feedback from the nature of what's running through you whether you're actually losing your body altogether and spinning out whether you feel it's constriction generally the afflictions occur either there's a sense of either constriction like suddenly there's no space you're tight you feel constricted it's pressure This could be spinning when you find yourself kind of whirling and zappy or there could be sinking when you feel yourself kind of going into this void not really knowing where the ground is anymore, doubt depression, confusion, yeah, that, that nature, so when you get these senses, anything coming to these senses, you want to have that ability to to get the whole body tone and come out of those patterns, and uh, in terms of meditation then this is this is one of the skills is to Whatever, whenever there's a degree of dis- distress or disturbance, then you find there's a place where there isn't that isn't happening. Could be in your back. Could be in your hands. Most of the most of the stuff affects the throat and the soft tissues, you know, the belly, and so forth, or your eyes. Your eyes are scurrying around. You know. So you get that sense of scanning the whole whole body and find out the place where it's feels reliable, steady, and then connect to your breathing from there. Like, how does the breath affect my back? Not much, but you get a kind of some slight sense of that. And then you can not necessarily using the breathing of course, but you you more or less move from your healthy place towards your distressed place and begin to it opens up a channel whereby the, the distressed energy can kind of uh, balance itself. It sounds complex, but you know, you see somebody in a panic. It's not the time to tell them there's nobody there panicking, and if panic <laughs> is just an impermanent condition. <laughs> that may be true, but it's not an effective means. Nor do you say, "Well, cheer up! Look on the bright side." You just kind of get hold of them. You say, "Put your hand on their shoulders." Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. that's all. You don't have to say much at all. It's just that sense of actual grounded contact. Then the body sort of shakes around it, and oh, you, know, you get this kind of stirring turbulence, and you need to come out of it. It's rather like doing that for yourself. <coughs> just to come to a place where we're, we're, we're here we're fully here straightforward aim of meditation you know, whatever systems you use is, is to come to the place of health in yourself truthfulness in yourself where you can, then you can see what, what kind of intentions furthering possible interesting, joyful courageous Right, you know, and a, and the, just to have the feeling this is possible, it's so it's so wonderful to just be able to have a bright intention. You know, just 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 to enjoy it. Yeah. What becomes in, increasingly possible um, as you cultivate and you begin to soften, straighten, brighten, clarify. Know, get more present is that the, the uh, another aspect of mind becomes available so mind is primarily the the effective sense the responsive sense so you've got effect is perceptions feeling responsive sense is impulse, intention, will and there's a third level which is the we the, might say the the final level, which is which is awareness Knowing, clarity, stillness. Most of our, when we use a word like knowing, most of our knowing is knowing um, as. I know you as Joseph, I know you as a woman, I know you as a German, I know you as something. Yeah. I know myself as a monk. I know this person as a cook. Yeah. It's, it's this kind of knowing, secondary knowing. I know you as somebody I feel warm about. Yet before that, if you like, or prior to that, or beneath that, there's knowing. Which is... <laughs> Once you've become more uh, fluent with all the knowing as as notions, as perceptions, as relative, as values, as impermanent, as changing, as depends, you know. Once you become more dispassionate towards that, something else. This is awakened, awakened awareness. We couldn't really call it a thing because that's another way of knowing something else. So the, but there is a direct experience but mostly the Buddha gives us won't you do this call it what call you like <laughs> so this is what you do <laughs> you get your intentions straight you, you know how to handle the feelings, the thoughts, the perceptions that come and go get your intentions lined up so that it's a straight, clear, firm one when that comes into balance you're carrying so much less surplus weight you, you know, that you begin to sense something else you didn't notice before. That's the point of, of, of concentration or samadhi or samatha calming the mind. It's not ultimate aim itself. It does help you to sense wait a minute, that's just a waste of time. That doesn't exist. That's, a, that's just doubt. That's restlessness. You're clearing the desk of all this stuff, you know. So you, then your this is your intention right now. Is this? This is what you can rely upon. And once it it, is cleared, then it's like you know you don't see the stars right now because the sun's up. They're there. It's not, it's, wheel them out at 6 o'clock in the evening <laughs> so it's like this quality of knowing it's always there but a lot of the time there's so many other lights flashing and popping that you never you never see it and you've got to say you've got to kind of quiet me down and then yeah yeah that's funny I never yeah it's true it's something that's always knowing So it's called um, the unchanging. It doesn't arise. (coughs) It doesn't suddenly come rushing in. It's not a wham, bam, here it is. You suddenly, you know, you may in fact drop. You may have a sense of of that. The the your cognition of that might be happen in a moment. But when you when you get the cognition of it, the sense that comes with it is always. It's always been here, <laughs> you know, you idiot. <laughs> How did you forget it? So it's uh, unborn, undying, not changing. Has no characteristic, um, and it's it's uh, something that uh, can be there with us. Uh, and so this is the place of rest where there's no there's no intentionality, where there's no nothing to do, nobody doing anything, nothing need to be done and so forth. It's this particular place that we can come into through meditation. A lot of the time it remains uh, a, kind of, uh, uh, a kind of a kind of like a, a certain presence. So it remains a kind of space like a space between the nerve endings. So that Stuff happens, and there isn't that. Stuff happens here. You know, stuff's happening uh-huh. now. You know, it's that. It remains as a kind of presence that that just puts a little bit of space between the nerve endings, so you're not just living out of the edge of your skin all the time. You've got some core in your daily life. You want to be able to cultivate this way of the map Just to get some sense of you know where, pro- where your priorities must lie what you want to steer towards towards alignment clarity supervision of intentions acknowledging intention unskillful skillful acknowledge that's your first intention is acknowledge acknowledge wake up then steer and get things in line. You come into alignment. You'll know because, like, when you're in, when you're in a state of balance, you you sense there's no weight here. There's no pressure here. There's no push here. <coughs> and the kind of uh, intention or the directions of your life that you can. Feel most assured about are the ones that allow you to operate from the fullness of your aspiration, your motivation, that allow you to, to clarify uh, sense data, information, newspapers, relationships, and so forth, to be clear about that, what you want to take on, whether you can manage, what you can, are just getting knocked around by, what's actually skillful and which intentions allow you also to realize the ending of intention.